Hello, and welcome to the Road from Emmaus podcast. I'm Jason Lowe, joined by Andrew Chow, and we are two totally ordinary Catholic guys hoping to share our journeys. Like the disciples on the road to Emmaus, we've each encountered Christ in our lives. Join us as we talk about what comes next. In today's episode, Andrew shares some reflections on giving thanks for the graces that he and Cherry have received recently. Then he and I discuss another thing to be thankful for, being made godparents recently. What does it mean to be a godparent? What does that relationship look like? We'll find out in the years to come, but we take a stab at answering those questions today. I think just a couple more weeks until the big thing. Yeah. Um, Not to be cryptic or anything. (laughs) Until your future child will arrive. How have things been going with that? Good. Um, Yeah, it really hit me on Friday, that two weeks until the due date. Yeah. Um, It's uh, the the reality of it is really interesting. I I was talking to a friend yesterday, and like, um, you know how like every advent they talk about like joyful anticipation. Yeah. And like. I get that so much more now than I ever did before in terms of like how I feel like excited isn't like doesn't do it justice. Like there is a joyful anticipation of when maybe comes into our life. And, yeah. So yeah, I mean it's it's totally something new that you've definitely never experienced before. Mm-hmm. I think. <laughs> um, I mean, like there's joyful anticipation of like oh um, for marriage or mm-hmm. you know for maybe other things for like a job or who knows or sure. a, a meeting with a friend that you haven't seen in a long time but yeah. I think something with uh, as, as lovely and beautiful which is the gift of a child like yeah. um, hopefully one day I'll be going through that you yeah. know in the, in the coming years so um, I'm sure like I, I know you want to spend kind of the first little bit of this episode just kind of sharing some of your reflections yeah, yeah. Uh, things that you've been gra- grateful for grace that you've received yeah so I think like um, where this came from is overall I have had a lot of you know, looking back at my own faith journey in the last few years, and um, you know, part of that is us doing this pod, part of that is just journeying with my church director, and one of the areas of growth that I've seen was um, being able to recognize graces in my life, right? So uh, as an example, you know, being able to serve Cherry, I think I've mentioned before that the servitude of Cherry is something that's in our marriage, and is something that is seemingly more natural for me than for some other husbands mm-hmm. and recognizing that that's not by any effort of mine and not that I've something that I've earned as a grace. So that was something that's I've been growing in a lot over the last number of years and God's been forming me. But what I realized is I was never bringing it full circle. I was recognizing that this grace was good okay. and not from me, but I very rarely would take that back to the Lord and say like, Hey, thank you for oh, this grace. Okay. You know, right. it'd be like, wow, like, this is wonderful, this grace is in my life, I didn't earn this, I'm, like, just feeling, like, maybe a sense of consolation, and, like, oh, he, clearly the Lord's working in my life, and, like, recognition of the thing without bringing it back. So, you know, recently I've been trying to kind of delve into giving thanks well, and uh, struggling through it, uh, you know, like, I, it's not very, um, I guess, like, uh, it's not something that's very natural for me to, to do in terms of giving thanks to the Lord mm-hmm. in a good way. Like, I think, obviously, go through the motions of saying, like, thank you, Lord, for these graces, but, you know, to, to some degree, for me, it still feels like I'm, I'm saying the words mm-hmm. rather than necessarily feeling the, the true gratitude. Sure. And so, you know, it's, it's another thing for me to grow in, and it's just been really interesting to kind of watch the ebbs and the flows of that as well, where, like, I'll recognize that, I'll go and I'll try to give thanks. And while I'm trying to give thanks to this one thing, 
in another episode, I'll again recognize the grease and like kind of stop there. Mm. And I talk to my spiritual director, and, and then <laughs> like, I'll talk, I'm like, oh, this is grease, it's wonderful. And I was like, oh, did you give thanks? So I was like, mm. nope. <laughs> interesting, interesting. So, yeah, I don't, I don't know if anyone else has had that. I don't know if you've had this, but this is just a thing that I've been really coming up against recently. When I was, I think it was my parents, my mom, who taught me um, as part of like when I was a kid and kind of learning how to pray and everything. Um, she did kind of give me the tip of like, hey, like try to start your prayer. I don't know if it was my mom. Whatever, I'll give her the credit anyway. <laughs> um, start your prayer with Thanksgiving. Yeah. Uh, like whether you want to be specific about thinking about your past week and like, oh, thanks for you know a, a work week that was less stressful, or yeah. you know even um, remembering to be grateful for having meals on the table, kind of thing. Yeah. Like start your prayer with 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 thanks, and that helps ground your prayer in. Um, and that attitude of gratefulness, of, of understanding that, you know, you've been giving these, these gifts and graces and yeah. all these things. But at the same time, like, because that was something I grew up with, it very much, uh, like, I still start my prayer that way, mm -hmm. like, almost every time. But, yeah, it feels like it's going through the motions. Yeah. You, can, you can definitely say that. But on that, I would say, you know, uh, that doesn't necessarily take away from the fact that you're still trying to be grateful. Right. I think the fact that you are recognizing that um, there's enough, maybe there's another step for you to take, or even just, again, going through the motion of saying, thanks God for da-da-da-da-da, yeah. like, maybe you don't feel that emotionally necessarily, you don't feel yeah. that strongly, doesn't mean that you're not grateful, it's true. it doesn't mean that it's not on your mind, yeah. um, and I think uh, going out of your way to put that on your mind as part of your prayer is still something in and of itself. Yeah. Um, but that being said, I've actually been going through a little bit of a very small reflection as well when it comes to Thanksgiving the last couple of weeks because so we just entered a new liturgical year mm -hmm. um, and because I am cheap I so for those of you who know um, every Sacred Sunday is a organization not an organ whatever it sounds more official than it is who um, they they make journals yeah. for uh, mass goers uh, where you can see the Sunday mass readings yeah. And then they'll provide like really nice artwork and then they'll have like a couple pages for you to fill in your reflections. Mm -hmm. So I've gotten, I, I purchased the Every Sacred Sunday journal for the last three years. Um, and um, this year, because like, because the liturgical calendar rotates on a three year rotation, yeah. because it's gone back to the first time I purchased it, I'm just reusing yeah. my, the first time I, uh, like the, the Every Sacred Sunday I bought three years ago in yeah. 2020, I think. So um, I, I, I've been kind of, been flipping through the mass readings, uh, you know, throughout, uh, you know, every Sunday. And I'm just looking back to when I actually filled in the journal pages, because I haven't done that for a while now. Yeah. And the way the journal pages are, are broken out is like, here's a section on what are you thankful for mm. feeling like right now? And what would you like to pray for, for this upcoming week, especially? And then there's a little reflection section for, you know, on the Sunday mass readings or the homily, right. whatever. So like, as I've been going through mass, I've been rereading the things that I wrote back three years ago, which is... Definitely not something I really ever do in general. Uh, I'm not too much of a journaling person. I've shared about this probably early on in the podcast, yeah. but um, it's been a little bit fruitful just to see, like, hey, like those were the graces that I felt were really prevalent in my life back then, three years ago, that um, I felt I, I wanted to be thankful for. Yeah. And then I guess I've been thinking lately, you know, are those things still present in my life? Right. And have I stopped giving thanks for those things? Right. Um, which is, I think, definitely relevant to kind of what you're sharing right now. And, um, or have I just stopped thinking about those things at all? And mm -hmm. is, there, is this kind of a prompt or an invitation for me to start thinking about those things again? Yeah. No, I think it's, it's definitely always good to revisit those pieces because 
Um, you also see things in a different light is what I've experienced. Um, you know, taking a look at, uh, you know, even so now, you know, getting ready for, for being a parent, Sharon and I are both looking back at our childhood and being like, okay, like, what are the yeah. things that we're, that we're grateful for from our parents? What are the things that we want to do different as parents from our, our individual parents? And, and it's, it's really, you know, um, you see your own growth as well. I think, you know, I look back at myself in the last few years and see like, oh, you know, um, one of the things I, I was talking to my director about recently is I'm able to see now um, things that are good in my life and recognize them and celebrate their goodness without pride. Mm. And like, that's mm. something that's very, very different compared to um, where before I would always take that extra step and like, and like your welcome world, <laughs> you know, that, that I'm here. Like as an example, like Cherry and I, like we have a good marriage and that is something that I, I praise God for. That's something that is truly not by our own efforts. And something for us to nurture because it's something that other people receive from us in ways that we don't even receive ourselves, honestly. Mm -hmm. So, you know, recognizing the goodness of our marriage, recognizing the importance of nurturing that for the sake of ourselves, for the sake of our child, for the sake of those around us, without a feeling of it being like a, and you're welcome people around us for us doing yeah. this, you know? Yeah. So that's, um, it's an important thing to pick up. I think, um, especially in the context of, you know, how you're preparing for, you know, becoming a father and a mother and, and kind of raising your children. It's, it's, it's now a discussion of like how, what are the things that I want my child to pick up from me? Yeah. Um, that we probably would not have thought about as thoroughly yeah. before, you know, this kind of thing happening, yeah. right? Having a child. Yeah. Um, because at the end of the day, by osmosis, your kid is going to pick up a lot of stuff from you. Definitely. Uh, and it can go both ways. It can pick up something from you because, um, they, they, they like you or like, because it's a thing they feel like they want to, uh, emanate or whatever. Emulate. Emulate. Thank you. Yeah. Um, but at the same time, maybe it's, it's a, it's a habit that they feel they don't drive as well with or vibe yeah. as well with. And they're like, I, I don't want to do this. I want to do something else. Yeah. You never know. Like, you, like you and me, right? Like looking yeah. at our parents, um, we love them. We love them. Yeah. That doesn't mean that we're hundred percent replicas of them. No. Right. And so, you know, you want to do what's in your control. You want to do, you want to, you know, in the context of this discussion of like, Hey, like let's, let's ground ourselves with an attitude of being things, thankful. Mm -hmm. Hopefully our child will pick that up. Yeah. Hopefully they understand why we're doing that. Yeah. Kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. I think, you know, and this probably ties into our, our topic for the day really, which is we want to talk a little bit about being godparents um, and, and what that means and, and how we can kind of fulfill those roles. And I think, you know, there's a good, one of the really beautiful things about children is that they, you know, people talk about their innocence all the time, but like to look at that in a, in a um, kind of a very particular way, it means that they are the way God created us to be in a sense. Mm -hmm. You know, like you think um, it, in, the, in the catechism, it talks about how because we're created by God, we have an innate ability to then recognize God. Yeah. And then like God being goodness, God being love, God being these things and truth, right? Um, and beauty and whatever else you want to name. So in that, like our child will accept and reject things based on that as well. If they'll see the things that are good and those are the things that they'll cling to, they'll see the things that aren't quite as good and they'll call it out and they'll learn from us. But, you know, when they grow up, you know, I think we can both look at our parents and say, like, hey, there are things that my parents did that, like, I don't consider to be good. Mm -hmm. I know they're trying their best, I don't fault them for it, but I learned about something that was, you know, missing the mark. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, I think that's kind of something interesting in terms of, hey, as we are parents and godparents for these children, how do we present um, 
as good a life as we can present in terms of a Christian life um, that they can kind of learn from. Right? And so, so let's, maybe let's step back here a little bit and kind of reflect on why we want to talk about being godparents. So uh, I don't think either of us have shared this on the podcast, but um, yeah, for myself, um, I was recently made godfather to a baby. Um, I guess whatever. Shout outs to the parents, Chris and Beatrix, um, and their second child, who is a boy, so their son. <laughs> I don't know, I was just trying to figure out how to phrase that, but whatever, I phrased it. Um, yeah, so I, I was made, uh, I, the, the child got baptized um, about a month ago, and then uh, prior to that, one of our one of our good friends, um, her name is Anj, uh, she got baptized during COVID, I think it was, um, I want to say it was 2021, um, and uh, it was a COVID baptism, which yeah. is to say very few people were allowed to attend. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it was done at a church in downtown Toronto. Um, and that, yeah, so I had two godchildren. Mm-hmm. And then you were recently made a godfather. Yeah, just last week, um, my my good friends, Charlotte, Megan, and Kevin, uh, their baby Noah um, was, uh, was just baptized. Uh, and, and Cherry and I were the godparents. So it was really, really beautiful. It was also a fairly small little ceremony yeah. in the rectory uh, of that parish. Um, yeah, I saw pictures. You guys were like in your socks in the rectory. Like, yeah, oh, that's cute. Yeah, it was cozy. nice. It was, it was very cozy. Um, <laughs> Karen and I were late, and that's oh. uh, very, very much my fault. But anywho, uh, it happened. Yeah, the kid was baptized, so, <laughs> so we're good. But yeah, it was uh, a new experience. Mm-hmm. First time, first time for me being a godparent. Um, and you, I guess, last year probably would have been first time, and uh, yeah. Yeah, and, and I, I think in, in um, reflecting about the role of becoming mm. a godparent, for me, the reflection started with kind of my own relationship with my godparents. Yeah. Um, and I think the way that my parents' generation uh, went about it was definitely like, yeah, like here's someone to kind of guide you along in your faith. Um, but I, especially, I think especially because of how involved my parents were with the church, like, at the end of the day, like, who would I look to as uh, people from my parents' generation who really formed me in my faith? It would be my parents, mm-hmm. right? Um, I would say that my godparents were more of, like, really good family friends yeah. kind of thing. Um, but in researching, I guess, researching for the role or trying to understand what I was being asked to do, like, and I think maybe we'll sh- I'll share about this later on, but, like, there's a lot more to godparenting. Um, to the, I think the, almost the responsibility of godparenting than I had kind of originally experienced is what I was saying. And I don't think that's any fault of my godparents. I think that's definitely just a generational thing where like for, for our parents' generation, they were focused on immigrating to Canada and right. getting their feet, um, settled and, and, yeah. and everything within, within this new country and et cetera, et cetera. Um, I think for me, because I, I don't have to worry about those things because I'm so blessed and privileged, um, I can instead allocate time to thinking through what it means to be a godparent to Anj or a godparent to Chris and Beatrice and son. Yeah. Yeah. It's, um, my godparents are an aunt on my dad's side and an uncle on my mom's side. And, um, I, I think growing up as well, you know, I've shared before, my family was a fairly lukewarm Catholic family growing up and it was really... The understanding was very basic uh, when I was young. It was just, if my parents aren't around, these are the people who take care of me. Like, that was it. Yeah. Really. And um, yeah. there's goodness in that. That's It's true. Um, but there's definitely a lot more to it than that. I, I would say, in all honesty, like, there wasn't a whole lot of kind of faith talk for, for the most part, you know, with my, with my aunt a little bit more than with my uncle. Mm-hmm. Um, 
but yeah, it was just, you know, a title that, a status that was added, and I kind of forgotten about if I, if I, uh, at least from my perspective, I, I, you know, I would, I believe if they told me that they've been praying for me the whole time. Yeah. Um, and it's something that I don't, I wouldn't, I wouldn't question. Um, but at least from my side, you know, in terms of being receptive, I, I could definitely say that I wasn't thinking about it actively as a child. Uh, growing up. Oh, of course, for sure. And I think, um, I, I do want to throw out a factoid there just because you mentioned, um, that like, you know, like your godparents would kind of take on a role of guardians if, um, if your parents weren't around or whatnot. So I, I did research this as well. And I think in the old tradition, there is, there was kind of that expectation almost legally that like, if you're a godparent to someone, um, if your parents, for example, passed away tragically, you would become the guardian for the child. That's not the expectation anymore. Um, and I, I, I think, uh, relatedly, um, for those who speak Cantonese and are used to referring to their godparents as Kayang Kaima, I also learned that Kayang Kaima is actually not the right term mm. for godparents. Um, Andrew is surprised that I would know something like this because my Chinese sucks, <laughs> but, uh, yes, this is something that I think I can share. Um, so the actual proper term in Cantonese for godparents is doi fu and doi mo, I think, which means sponsor. Sponsor, yeah. de- sponsor dad and sponsor mom, whatever. Yeah. Um, and the, the, the term kaiya and kaima is actually more so just like a general Cant- Cantonese term mm-hmm. for like really close, like friend of, of your parents who are also kind of going to be like, um, again, in, in a more traditional sense, they would become your guardians mm. um, if, if your parents passed away or something. So, so I think uh, you know, in case anyone who is Chinese who is also has been referring to their parents or their godparents as Kaya Kaima, there's a new thing for you're you. You're wrong. <laughs> Basically, you were. I was too, though, my entire life. Um, I mean, and I think, like, to be clear, like my godchild who will hopefully grow up speaking Chinese or some Chinese, like he's going to be calling me Kaya. Yeah. Um, he's, I think he's going to be calling Jen Kaima, even though she is not um, his, his sponsor or anything. Yeah. But like, yeah, like I think just a, a couple of little things to help delineate the two to, to be very, uh, to be very precise. Yeah. I didn't, I didn't grow up um, speaking Chinese about the faith at all. So <laughs> nothing to contribute there. <laughs> But I, I think it is important, you know, with, with that aside, um, like, what does it actually mean to be a godparent, right? Like, because I think when, when we signed up for this, um, you know, it's very much just like, oh, like, it, like, what we both said, it's a huge blessing. Mm-hmm. Uh, very grateful that our friends would come to us to, to yeah. be, um, either their child's godparent or in, in my case, to be their godparent directly because she went through our CIA, mm-hmm. um, and praise God for all of these things. But like, yeah, I was definitely reflecting on like, okay, so like, you know, over the next, what, like over the next 5, 10, 15, 20, 25 years, like what is this actually going to look like in yeah. terms of my relationship with the person? Did you go through any of that thought process at all? Or? I, I did. Um, admittedly, you know, part of me, part of me for being a parent as well, kind of came in. Yeah. So like, yeah. I, I don't know that I spent as much time as I would have liked to, uh, kind of thinking about it. Uh, I think where, where I landed for the most part is uh, like a, a support catechesis wise and just in terms of faith formation. One of the things that I, I think about is um, that having other a- adults around a child yeah. is important because then your parents aren't weird. So what I mean by this is, you know, if your parents um, treat the faith as something that's truly important and, and reverence, you know, the blessed sacrament and reverence um, the altar when they go to mass and, and all those things, 
but like no other adults in their life do, then like, oh, my family is a little bit weird. Mm. As opposed to if like the more people that are around who are also doing these things, it becomes like, oh, it's normal for adults to be this way. And then, you know, normalizing the faith in that way. So I think that's one really important role that I see is that, yeah, like we're going to be another set of parents who are going to be around, you know, another set of adults that are going to be around in, uh, you know, this child's upbringing Mm -hmm. and that we do so with a lens of the faith. And, you know, there's, um, I'm sure I've referenced it a couple times now, but there's an episode of Bishop Barron's uh, podcast where they talk about passing on the faith. And this is one really important part of it is, you know, um, how many other adults are there around who, who are doing this well? Are priests coming and going? And, and not like scheduling, okay, it's godparent time and like, let's do this thing now. But like, no, just that we'll be around. We'll all probably go to Mass together at some point. Just let's say we're on vacation together and then it's like, across the Sunday and we all go to Mass together. Just seeing that seeing that it's good and normal and, and, uh, and a thing to be reverenced, I think is something really important. And I'm glad you bring that up because that's, exa- that's essentially where I landed to, where, you know, not to pass the buck, but like, I may, I may be one, I may be the official sponsor or the godparent for this child, but like, there's a community of friends, there's mm-hmm. a community of other adults for this child to look up to. Yeah. Um, and I was kind of like, in some ways, like, it's actually not that much more special in terms of you being a godparent yeah. compared to you just being a Catholic adult friend yeah. um, who can also be a role model for this child. Yeah. Even if you're not officially a godparent or officially a sponsor, that doesn't mean you can't be a Catholic role model for, for sure. whether it's this child and really it's just our calling as Christians, yeah. like being a Catholic role model for the people around you. Yeah. And so that's, that, that was one thing that I landed on is like, you know, I mean, not that I, not that I'm someone who thinks of these kinds of things in a very stressful or, or stressed or pressured way, but like there isn't any, doesn't have to be that kind of pressure yeah. for anyone, you know, who might feel that way. Um, and I think, um, yeah, like it, just knowing that there is a community there to help a child be raised in the faith is, is really important. And I think when I thought about it from that lens, I was just like, it's not really that much different from how I would have behaved with this child anyway if mm-hmm. I wasn't named a godparent. Right. Yeah. So, so I, I, I think that was one, one thing that I definitely landed on, um, in terms of reflecting. Um, but I, I guess it also does, you know, on the flip side, because there is that official role, mm-hmm. I did think like, hey, like at the same time, that does mean I should put some kind of effort into this relationship. Yeah. Where, and this part I haven't really figured out yet, and I think it's definitely just, we'll see how it goes as, mm-hmm. as the years go by, but like, I know I shared before, I'm not naturally great with kids, mm-hmm. and I think I've improved over the last couple of years through kind of practice with my, my friends, <laughs> kids, not my friends, um, also Brian, but, um, but I think, yeah, like, you know, when the child is two, when the child is five, like, how am I going to be able to relate to them? I think just as a person, first and foremost. Yeah. And then through that relationship somehow, can I relate the faith to them? Yeah. And for now, it's, it's just come through the form of like, hey, here's like a, here's a board book with like Catholic things. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and here's a gift that is like a crucifix, essentially. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I think that's definitely something I, I've been looking, uh, looking forward to, um, you know, just to try to, uh, see how I'll I'll be able to to do that. I think. Yeah, I think um, it's funny because I definitely was also not good with kids until I got married, and then mm. a, a switch literally flipped, and I got much much better with kids. But it, it's something that I, that I'm excited about as well. I think there is a piece where um, was it? So 
Saint Teresa of Lisieux, she talks about the little flower in the garden, right? And and being that like you know the garden is is all of God's faithful and and you know all of all of the um, you know the graces of, of God or whatever, and that she's just a little flower in, in God's garden. Um, and then kind of another way I've uh, I've heard I've heard people talk about kind of gardens and faith is is that our faith our individual faith is a is a bouquet and then it's all coming from the garden of God's flowers. So where am I going with this is that all of us have different gifts to bring as well. Right. And I think it's not something to be flippant about when you think about choosing godparents because you know you look at uh, different different adults in the faith and. Um, I think that there is truth that even though all of us would treat these children well, still there is a new burden in being the godparent that you, know, you should be around. <laughs> you know, like friends come and go, but like godparents should be around, kind of a thing. Mm. And and this is a good thing. Like whether whether it's proximity wise being around, or just like over the course of their life, you're you're making an effort to be around and be and be present and to share those gifts, right? So to understand that, hey. You know, I'm not being asked to be a godparent just because I'm close friends with Megan and Kevin. Like, that's part of it for sure. Mm-hmm. But, you know, Cherry and I are asked for a reason. You know, um, not to make it awkward, I think, but like, why not her sister? Why right. not, right? Why not family? And, and it's, you know, there's a good recognition that there is a difference in the way that Cherry and I live the faith mm-hmm. compared to the way that they live the faith. And again, this is where we're blessed with a good marriage. And recognizing that as, as us, recognizing that we need to nurture this and share this with their child. So then similarly, I think, you know, that's something I'm excited about is, hey, how can I share, you know, my gifts to this child in a way that's particular to them? Because it'll be very different from the way that I share my gifts with my own child. You know, it'll probably be a little bit more direct with of my course. kid yeah. as compared to with, with theirs. But I think there's there's some, definitely a piece where, hey, how do we build that relationship, recognizing that other as an individual, you know, like Noah is a... In an individual with his own personality and all those things, and they'll blossom over the years, and I'm excited to see it. Um, but yeah, how can I, as me, Andrew, a Christian, and 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 my individual, can, how can I contribute to his to his growth? As an Asian dad, you will never tell your child that you're proud of them. <laughs> you'll tell Noah all the time. Yeah. <laughs> no hesitations there. Exactly. Um, I, I, that was another thing I wanted to say was like I think a lot of this really, if we wanted to simplify it, just comes down to being present, mm. being around, like you said. Um, and if I can take it even a step further, um, I think being around in a spiritual sense. Mm. So like, let's think about the the almost the title if we have to call it that. The title of being a godparent. Like, if your godchild needs advice on their career. They can go to a career coach. They can go to, you know, if they're in school, they can go to whatever that department is called. Yeah. Um, if they need emotional support, of course you can, like, let me finish this. If they need emotional support, they can go to a friend, right? If they need, uh, you know, mental support, they can go to the therapist. Of course, you or me, like, we can provide all those things. If, yeah. You know, if, if we can, like, whether it's career or emotional support or mental support, of course we can provide those things and we'd be happy to. But I think our role is, those things, but in the spiritual sense, mm. in the sense of the Catholic faith. And so what you want to be there for sure, absolutely for the person or sorry, bad grammar is like when the person is experiencing like, I don't know, moral dilemmas or mm. has questions about the faith that they just don't understand. Or like, why, why did Jesus do this? Or why is the church teaching this kind of thing? Those are the things that you want to be present for, for mm-hmm. sure. Mm-hmm. Because, um, I think, you know, 
again, it's, it's kind of just in the title, right? Yeah. Being a godparent. It's almost like you're the... We've talked before about, you know, if you can't find a spiritual director, um, find someone that you can just have spiritual conversations with. Well, now, in the role of a godparent, you're going to be the one um, people are coming to to have those spiritual conversations with. Yeah. You're going to be the one who's maybe going to be initiating those conversations, right? Yeah. Um, and so that's, that's definitely something where I've had a little bit of realization as well. Like, of course, I'm going to be happy to provide emotional and mental and whatnot support. Um, but I think at the end of the day, the most important thing is that I'm able to provide that Catholic spiritual support. Yeah, I'm glad you raised that. I never thought about it that way, but it definitely makes a lot of sense. And particularly, what comes to mind for me is that not only should we be present, but, um, you know, it, I don't think we need to take that with too much pressure either. And yeah. what I mean by that is, um, you know, if anyone's listening and you are a godparent and maybe you hear this and you're like, oh my goodness, like, is this kid going to come and ask me about Catholic moral dilemmas? And like, you know, like, can I, can I answer these questions? Um, you know, there, there's going to be grace there too. And, and what I mean particularly is like, there is sacramental grace, which is like the most guaranteed grace, if you will, um, that's there for you. Like godparents are part of the sacramental right mm -hmm. in baptism. Like, it's not just, okay, we're doing this whole thing. And then like, as an aside, like, yeah, these are the godparents. No, like you are part, you participated in their baptism. You're, you're named with your duty in their baptism. And that doesn't happen without grace. It doesn't happen without responsibility, but also not without grace. And so um, will you be able to answer all the questions? Like, maybe not right now. Maybe you don't know what to say. But the grace will come. That's the promise. If you make yourself available to exactly. the child. Right? Exactly. And so the reason why I can share this perspective is really just thanks to Anj, like my relationship with Anj. Because I know that, like through her RCIA journey, and then after um, she she had me become her godparent, like it's kind of like I, I can see that you know even if she, even if you know even if she hadn't gone through RCIA, even if she hadn't made me her godfather, like we would have had a good and close relationship. Yeah. right? we would have been good, good and close friends. But I know that she, whenever she has those you know moral dilemmas or spiritual things that she needs to talk about. Um, like I'll be the first person she comes to after she, after her husband, obviously. Mm -hmm. So like, I think, I think seeing the, like the fruits of that directly coming from an adult, um, an adult godchild, that's given me a little bit of a lens, um, and a little bit of perspective for, you know, I don't know that a five-year-old is going to, or a two-year-old is going to do that, mm -hmm. but you know, as they grow up, like Humans are intelligent people. And they will gonna, be adult godchildren. Exactly. They will become adult godchildren. They'll be teenage, they'll be preteen, etc., etc. Mm. Um, but whatever age, like at a very early age, you're going to start wondering about these things. And yeah. I think for me, I'm lucky enough to be in a position where um, that's not going to blindside me, I think. And so hopefully, um, I think through this sharing, it definitely gives a little bit of um, that perspective for anyone who is thinking about these things too. Yeah. And an impetus as well to learn. I think it's. Um, I think there's always a responsibility to like if you if there's nerve if you're feeling nerves with like what if someone asks me then like start looking at it yourself as well you know I think yeah, all of us regardless of how well read we are or aren't mm -hmm. um, there's a reality that from your childhood there is some moral question that you skipped finding the answer to mm -hmm. go back and look now you know there's nothing wrong with that there's uh, you know uh, Jesus can handle it you know there's no need to worry about your faith in that same way as well. Um, surround yourself with the right people. Surround yourself with people who have proper answers. Exactly. As well. You know, if you if you have, listen, I'll say if if your pastor is a bad priest, 
in that like they don't pass to you well, that's okay. Find someone who can pass to you in this case. Um, just just to say that you know it's not an excuse, and as well that you can say that my priest, I don't think they can answer these questions. Sure, that's fine. Find someone who can. They're they're definitely around. I'm glad you bring that up because that is a big part of like. Yeah, like, neither Andrew or I, despite having a podcast, have all of the answers, right? Um, I am definitely not hesitant to be like, hey, if someone comes to me with a question, I'm going to go ask someone else who will know better, or I'll spend some time researching it, or I'll go to a priest, whatever. Like, I I don't think the expectation is for you to have all the answers. Just the expectation is that you're there to be a point of contact or a point yeah. of reference and to help guide them along the way. Yeah. If you have the answers, great. If you don't, help them find the answer. It doesn't and mean you have to get Do it together with them, too. Yeah, for sure. Um, so I, I know I also have a, a few friends who um, their relationship with their godchildren is a little bit similar to kind of what I described, where, um, you know, they haven't had that opportunity um, to be as spiritually involved. Right. I think it's interesting because, you know, I noticed when I was, I've been to a few baptisms now mm -hmm. and like, there's, there's always going to be families where they like, they're not really practicing Catholics mm -hmm. and they just, they're just, it's kind of going through the motions for them. Um, it's kind of like, you know, they don't recognize that it's a true sacrament. Um, but like, Oh, like, you know, my parents want our child to be baptized in the church kind of thing. So yeah. that's why we're doing it or, uh, whatever the reason is, yeah. which is fine. Like, you know, the, the church, the doors of the church are open. Um, but I think, you know, some of the struggles that, you know, maybe current godparents might have if they're listening to this episode is like, well, like I don't have a way to have that relationship with my godchild, right. Yeah. For various reasons. And I, I think that's, that's totally, that's totally fair because yeah. it really just depends on your, your situation for you and me. We're lucky enough to be like really close friends with yeah. the people that we are godchild to God, parents, parents too. Sorry. Thank yeah. you. Um, and so I, I think, you know, there, there's no, there's no panic or there's no pressure there. I think maybe pray and be open to an opportunity for that to, to pop up. Down yeah. There. Pray for the kids. Like I think, you know, they're being present doesn't have to be physically present. Like I mentioned earlier, you know, I know uh, father Af who is on, he's been on the show. One of his God daughters is in Kelowna, BC and, and we're in, Ontario, just to clarify, and that is across the country, in case anyone doesn't know. So, like, it's not close. Yeah. You know, like, they go visit once in a while and whatever, um, but, like, yeah, like, pray for the kid, you know? Um, being spiritually present doesn't necessarily mean that you're just the encyclopedia. Maybe the kid isn't asking those questions in general because they're just not in that space anyways. But, um, you know, pray, pray for the kid, pray to St. Monica, um, you know, in the way that she would have prayed for her son, St. Augustine, mm -hmm. and like, hey, like, how can I be present when that opportunity isn't obvious for me, um, for, for this kid? And I think, like, you know, don't, don't underestimate what that does as well. You know, there are, like, there are hermits out there praying for all of us, mm -hmm. and, like, definitely that's a huge reason why the graces are coming into our lives, and, and, you know, there's, there's something to be said about just, you know, being present in that way as well. Yeah, no, that's that's a that's a perfect point. Like, you know, not everyone is called to have a super close relationship. Like, mm -hmm. you know, every I think we're definitely cognizant of that. We're, again, we're very blessed to be in a position where yeah. now it's on us to 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 do that. Um, but I think, you know, like I said, everyone has different circumstances, yeah. and the least that we can do, it's not too hard to pray for the Godchild. So, yeah. um, and then again, if if that opportunity does open up down the road. Who knows? Like God, God works in mysterious ways, as the yeah. saying goes, and yeah. and I think something that Jen likes to remind me of, not in the context of um, 
of God parenting, but just in general is like, you're not called to God. God is not calling you to um, save everyone. Right, God is not call, calling you to have a big role in every single person's life. Yeah. Um, you know, let God use the people that He wants to use, and if that's not going to be you, um, or if it's not going to be you at this particular moment, just just be accepting of His will. Right, yeah. maybe down the road, maybe never. Who knows? Yeah. Um, but if you are aligning yourself to God's will, then eventually something will happen. Right. Yeah. Um, and I think on the flip side, just to be, if you are a God child who has lost touch with your godparent and you're an adult now, I think just similar things. Pray for your godparent. Mm -hmm. And um, again, just be open to that opportunity down the road. You know, God willing, if that's going to pop up, then maybe you have a conversation then and, and maybe you rekindle a relationship. Right? Yeah, but at the very least, you might as well pray for your godparent. Mm -hmm. All right, so I think that was a good episode. I think that was a good, um, I think for us... Not to tear our own horns. Yeah, I know. I know. <laughs> but I think um, it, it was just good discussion just to talk about, uh, like, look, I, I know I've been a godfather for a couple of years, but, like, like uh, still new to yeah. the thing and very real in terms of what I shared about, you know, um, am I going to be able to connect with a kid kind of thing, yeah. um, with a godchild or my own kid. Um, so we definitely ask for your prayers because we need them. Um, we will always need them and, uh, we'll definitely be praying for you. Um, and, uh, hopefully you guys find something out of this episode, whether it's things to be grateful for, or, uh, whether it's a chance to, um, look at your relationship with your, your godchild or your godparent. Um, but until next time, uh, take care everyone. God bless everyone.